Welcome to our podcast. We are going to be calling this podcast Mission on the Mic. Uh, my name is Patricia Armeo and I'm the Strategic Leader of Mission and Community Partnerships here at St John the 23rd. Mission is at the frontier here at our college. We have a new structure. As we are now aware, we are three schools, the School of Foundation, Curiosity and Pathways, and we have, leading each of those schools, passionate and dedicated religious education coordinators whose role it is to develop the spiritual nourishment and faith formation of not only the children here within our college, but all the stakeholders, namely staff and students collectively. And to start today's podcast, we welcome Mrs. Louisa Drummond to our podcast today. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so Louisa is the um, foundation, so kindergarten to year four, leader of uh, religion. So she's our religious education coordinator for the School of Foundations. And um, I suppose we'll just start today by just getting to know Louisa a little bit. So, um, Louisa, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Pat. I'm, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. First podcast about RE, which is very exciting, very passionate about it. Um, a little bit about me. Look, I've been teaching for over a decade now, which is fantastic, Excellent. but I've been as an REC for this is my third year now as an REC and it's been a bit of a turbulent couple of years with COVID but I think this year is going to be probably the best one yet best Excellent. one yet. So tell us um, when it comes to your role as REC obviously this is a we've just undergone a new structure so formerly you were kindergarten to year six and now you've moved into a more niche of kindergarten to year four. Tell me how was that transition for you? Um, it is a, um, a bit of a change um, you know a lot of the things will still be the same I would say but I get to really focus on those foundational years of kindergarten through to year four and their spiritual development here at St John the 23rd. I'm very creative as a person so I love students to really I really want them to understand that you know our faith and our religious education there are many pathways into learning about our faith um, and understanding our faith as well. So if we can provide our students with multiple avenues for learning through RE, then we can get everybody on board in that circumstance. You can definitely hear that passion coming out and uh, I certainly have witnessed a real side to uh, Louise's creativity. Um, we just, uh, we're, we've just entered the liturgical season of um, Ash Wednesday and I know that Louisa had a big pivotal part to play in in that uh, K to four liturgy. Tell us a little bit about how that went because the kids are amazing. They loved oh, it. You know what? It's been, as I said before, it's been a couple of years where, you know, can we sing? Can't we sing? Uh, can we dance? Can we come together? It's really been a bit of a sad time in our um, in our church and our um, spiritual community, so to speak. Yeah. So for Ash Wednesday, it was our first time that we could really come together as a foundation school community and celebrate the season of Lent, the start of Lent on Ash Wednesday. And I have to give it to my students in the foundational school. They were engaged, they were taking part, they were participating, they were singing and they were singing so beautifully too. It was from the heart. The students were getting involved with the hand, hand actions. actions. That was so cute. It was so that. cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I you know, really loved the way that you introduced um, for all students. And obviously we know here we are a 
diverse community. You know, we have uh, students of all faiths. But I loved how you brought into it um, the pledges. So maybe talk to us a little bit about what all that was about. Uh, that was a really um, a beautiful idea from – it was all the RECs sort of yeah, came up together. with this idea yep. um, where all the students from kindergarten all the way through to year 12 made these pledges to say this is what we promised to do during this Lent to make us a better person. You know, we, we changed during Lent. We, you know, tried to really push ourselves to be, you know, someone who is good, someone like Christ in, yeah. in our community, at our home homes in our parish so it was beautiful to see that every single child made a pledge and we placed them into our beautiful display area in the Ash Wednesday liturgy and that was something that we get to keep throughout this season of Lent so they you know we're we're not perfect you know we will make mistakes some of our promises it will, you know, we'll lose I'll track. Over. <laughs> but hey, we're human and yeah. we'll, you know, we'll get on track again. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, just keep trying. I saw that. It was really cute for all the kids to come in and put their little oh. purple pledge on their paper in the vase. I, yeah, it was, it was great. I loved it. So obviously, you know, um, liturgy forms a real pivotal part of our curriculum. But talking about curriculum, um, like we had to undertake a few changes even last year. So uh, what, what, is it about the curriculum that the kids love learning about? Is it scripture? Is it, um, you know, is there any particular parts of our curriculum that they really enjoy? Or is it just the way it's delivered? Talk to us a little bit about that space. Well, I think it's a bit of a combination of all those things. Um, you know, we really, over the past two years, have really upped the ante in terms of our pedagogy in religion. And you know, the biggest thing that we've put through over the past couple of years, whether it's through our new curriculum or sharing our story, was really focusing on student voice. And that's the biggest thing because we need to identify that in our school community, we, not everyone is Catholic, not everyone is Christian, but everyone needs to have a voice in our religious education as well. So really starting to open up that dialogue and giving students the opportunity to really, you know, voice what they know already and where we need to work on within our our learning is pivotal in what we actually teach in religion there are some content areas that students know and you know what that actually builds a bit of a um uh, a bit of a pathway for teachers to go right we can just skim over this content area and actually build in more information or more lessons about something that students don't know mm. in their particular content it's area very bespoke yes yes definitely and I've definitely seen that in the school of foundations just through some of the things that you've shared with me Louisa where the the learning is structured around not only student agency but what they bring to the table as far as their knowledge what they do don't know and I've really seen that unfold. Speaking of bringing real world into the curriculum and um, you know one thing that we're really excited about seeing this year especially in the School of Foundations is FIAT and for our listeners uh, FIAT is our faith in action. So you know doing some outreach and really bringing those Catholic values to others in our local context, whether it be just here at school, right out to our global context. So I'm wondering, um, talk to us a little bit about what FIAT and what hopes you have for this space 
to really grow in the School of Foundation for 2022? Well, you know, and initially uh, when we started off this year, even though we couldn't come together, the first big big initiative that's come across us is um, we had I Forgive Week. And I'll let um, Nat talk about that a little bit more. But what the School of Foundations really did was we came together and said every student is going to create a little heart and it's going to say I Forgive. So they had the opportunity to listen to what I Forgive Week was all about and where it came from, promoting that beautiful idea of, you know what, things do happen in our world, people do make mistakes, but we need to promote forgiveness more than anything else. And it is a hard thing to do, but you know what, it is something that is beneficial for not only the people who do need that forgiveness, but it's also Great for us. It's It's self-healing. We can't hold, you know, all those grudges on top of our shoulders. It's just too much. So we do need to move forward. So we've got this beautiful um, forgiveness hearts display out in the foundational area. But then what um, I really want to see in terms of Fiat more than anything else is building in like a little mini Fiat team um, would be uh, something I'd love to see happen on the, you know, bring on the cards here at St. John the 23rd you know we are coming into well we are in our Lenten season at the moment so um, having some you know some prayer sessions about our promises that we've made during our Lenten season also you know thinking about you know that active arms giving as well how can we participate in that just in our school community alone and then also branching out from that you know beyond our Lenten season you know supporting you know environmental initiatives as well well Um, we know our bishop is very strong in terms of his ecological um, ecological um, that's right social and ecological justice that's uh, right and so I think he'd love to see a a few of those initiatives happen at you know in our school communities and then also supporting our sacramental community uh, our sacramental programs Programs. as well building in those uh, students who support students who are making their sacraments um, at specific times of the year so it would be nice for them to maybe make some prayer cards for them to show their support because we are a community wonderful that's really good and so Lou thanks for your time um there is a lot going on in cater for in the RE space and uh obviously we stand for many C's you know community etc but the the one C that we stand loud and proud is our Catholicity. It's our Catholic identity um, in the charism of St. John the 23rd. So you've shared so much and I just want to thank you for that. And uh, for those who want to keep up with our all things religious education from our K-12, look for us on our socials under hashtag Mission Moments and you'll see a lot of the initiatives that Louisa has spoken of today over there. And um, just want to thank you for your time once again. Thank you, Pat. It gives me great pleasure to welcome this afternoon our Religious Education Coordinator for the School of Curiosity Years 5 to 8, Mr Anthony Matthews. Anthony, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Patricia. It's a very humbling experience to be here. Uh, What I would like to first do is uh, just find out a little bit more about yourself. So how long have you been here with us at St John and where have you come to us from? So I've, I've, I've hit the eighth week of my experience in St John the 23rd. So I'm, I'm a, a new um, staff member to the community. Um, and formerly before arriving at this beautiful community, I was at St Oliver's in Harris Park as the Religious Education Coordinator for a, a good part of five years there. So um, this is 
a great new experience and this community has been absolutely very welcoming in my first two months here. Yeah, we were very excited to have you, especially knowing some of the uh, passionate work that you do out there amongst our community and your connections with so much agencies out there that you can definitely uh, bring that passion into the curiosity space. Um, so, Anthony, we've obviously worked alongside each other now for a couple of months, as you just said, and I've already seen some amazing things develop in the School of Curiosity. Talk to me a little bit about um, how are you finding your your role, especially given that it's not quite in its own realm, meaning that you've still got a little bit of primary, year five and six, but we've also got into the year seven, eight in that school of curiosity. So how have you navigated that part of the curriculum and that part of the student learning? Yeah, I, I think um, the, the the biggest challenge is definitely, as we are used to understanding traditionally that the the primary classroom and their teachers live their daily life from 8.45 to 2.45 with each other, where the primary space in religious education as a content area, they have periods throughout a fortnightly basis. So being able to access the opportunity to work with both of them, I had to definitely become more organised and work around a timetable to engage in that. But the, the power of um, the Catholic learning community is that the faith base permeates through everything we do and yeah, the walking steps that we engage in. So fostering that faith-based learning has, um, has you know, it's, it's just been exponential with the um, amount of students that I've had to learn to understand their way of being. But it's so rich in diversity here that it's it's just off the hook. It's so great. Um, so super excited. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about the faith aspect of what you just mentioned, but I've just been witnessing some amazing things that you have uh, actually, it's come out of your brainchild, which is bringing in some cross-grade uh, collaboration in the learning space and I have seen for example some of the recent activities that you've brought into both year five and year eight and year six and year seven. Talk to us a little bit about this cross-grade collaborative work that you've been able to envision and see come through in the School of Curiosity. Yeah the religious education space is you know is part of um, writing that narrative in curiosity is, is our Catholic identity um, happening in the whole college but also in this new curiosity school and we we thought we'll, we'll jump straight in the deep end and have some experiential opportunities where the children can experience the context of that world now and we incorporated just before the penitential season I forgive week and we saw that as an awesome opportunity to be able to create a year five six seven and eight crossover an opportunity to work together between their spaces so this saw student leaders student agency in year eight leading the year fives and six through prayer and formation and liturgy and it was an awesome success with these students engaging with each other really 
realising that stage four learners, year seven and eight, are actually very similar to them. The context of the world of a year six student is quite similar in their development, in their questionings, in their wonderings. So to be able to see that opportunity happen was um, extraordinary and something that was a first for me to witness as, as a leader, but was definitely a first for the students in those spaces, which that's, was awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. Another thing that I've also witnessed, Anthony, that you bring to this um, amazing role in your capacity as REC is the connection with real world. I have um, witnessed and seen the year fives and sixes especially uh, be given a real world experience. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your connection recently with House of Welcome and what that was all about and how that enhanced student uh, learning in that space. Look, we emphasise in our faith and social doctrine the, the, the core to experiencing our faith in action. And stage three, year six, began a journey of accompaniment through the subject matter of refugees and those seeking protection. And as a team, we saw this as an opportunity to bring real story into the hearts and the minds of these children. So a cross-partnership agency in the more global context is House of Welcome, which is an agency based out of Granville with St so um, Francis's Social Services. We saw this timing and opportunity as a way that the students could experience almsgiving to this agent through the context of those seeking protection, which House of Welcome supports. But to create this a real experience, an opportunity for the children, story plays a vital role. We use story for all our learning and we fought to get a real speaker who is an asylum seeker and experienced that journey and is still to this day fighting for to find his home and a right to a home. And Zaki humbly joined us and shared his story. And the children were just blown away because they're currently reading a book called Boy Overboard and another group of students is reading a book called Soraya. And both of these stories are pretty much parallel to Zaki's mm. real story. Mm. So this was a different way of praying. They were praying through the story of Zaki and now throughout Lent they're giving five each week to the community at House of Welcome to help those like Zaki seeking protection. Yeah. So we have a cross-curriculum happening here between English and the RE space. That's wonderful and I can really see those dispositions coming out. You know, obviously we're, we're, uh, we're targeting the head aspect, which is the learning, the curriculum, the heart aspect, which moves us to then really um, see a need and then the ha the hand which is then the arms giving so um, I love it it's and and for all of our listeners um, on our social media uh, hashtag mission moments you'll be able to see some of these amazing initiatives that is happening in the school of curiosity um, so keep an eye out for those as we unpack them throughout this season and more into the coming uh, terms. Um, Anthony, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, we're really excited to see the School of Curiosity grow in all things faith. And I just want to thank you once again for your time here today. Thank you very much, Pat. It was an awesome experience and can't wait to keep writing the story of School of Curiosity.
And our final guest for our missions podcast for this week, uh, we'd like to welcome Mrs Natalie Fackery to our uh, table here. Good afternoon, Natalie. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? <laughs> Very good, thank you. Um, thanks uh, for making the time to see us and have a chat to us today. So, Natalie, um, before I uh, actually introduce you, for our listeners out there, Natalie is our new team leader or religious education coordinator for the School of Pathways. But, Natalie, tell Tell us a little bit about yourself. So how long you've been here at St John the 23rd? What what was your role prior to this new role for 2022? So I've been here at St John the 23rd since 2019 where I joined an amazing religious education team and I was the religious education specialist teacher teaching years 7 to 12 yep. in RE and uh, studies of religion and I was fortunate enough last year to be appointed this role which I've just started this year and I'm really excited to be working with such a great team, such a great group of people with a very supportive uh, leadership system um, who've allowed me to develop myself into this role. Excellent, that's awesome and we welcome you to the role and um, look, we were reflecting actually, uh, Natalie and myself, on uh, the 2021 and our listeners, we have to share some amazing news but the 2021 HSC results, Natalie, you have to share the results of our Studies of Religion course, we actually did really well. How did we fare? So our Studies of Religion 1 course where we had two accelerated classes, so these students were actually in Year 11 when they completed their HSC exam. Those three classes achieved the best HSC results in Studies of Religion that the school's ever seen. And there's so many more opportunities for students to embark in this course and hopefully 2022 sees even better results. And I can um, appreciate that one of the attributes or one of the things that really lent itself to these amazing results is the concept of this RE Eagles class. Talk to me a little bit about what a parent might find or might want to understand a little bit about this Eagles program. So what's Eagles class? Or what's that all about? So from year 7 to 10 in our religious education classes, we've organised a class dedicated to extending students and extending their abilities especially in their literacy and writing so that we give them opportunities to grow in RE strengthening their writing skills so that they're confident and uh, can then be successful in their HSC. Very good that's awesome. I know that year 9 to 12 in particular that's the school that you obviously represent um, when we're looking outside the curriculum and more around their faith formation, the students partake once a year in a spirituality day. Now, I know we've just had one uh, already for a couple of our years, but talk to us a little bit about uh, what's a spirituality day, why are they important, and what do the kids gain from being part of a day that's dedicated around their faith and their spiritual formation? So studies have shown that meditation and uh, prayer have been effective in helping shape and strengthen one's mental well-being. And so Spirituality Day gives students the opportunity to unplug and refocus in a way where they can strengthen their relationships with themselves, with each other, their teachers, and of course as a Catholic community, strengthen their relationship with God it's a great day for all those who are involved 
We also have opportunities in those days where other year leaders can volunteer to lead parts of the day as well as demonstrate their own leadership skills as peer leaders. So, for example, we often have the older year groups leading in the uh, more junior or younger year spirituality days. It's also a way that we connect our college community to our parish as a John the 23rd community. With Year 11 Spirituality Day today, we had a special focus on communication as a tool to strengthen these relationships with others, self and God. Very good. And we were able to achieve that at the most climatic part of the day with Mass in our parish. And obviously we look forward to, um, as we embark on a journey with our students, as they go through those formative years, they get to that pinnacle of the year 12 year. And we all know that the year 12 year can bring a lot of, um, you know, uh, it's it's a big year to undertake both uh, uh, with their curriculum, with their personal development, their growth, the fact that they're coming to the end of their schooling. But the one highlight that we do have for Year 12 is our three-day retreat and we do have that coming up. Um, so just talk to me, for those listeners who happen to have a Year 12 student, whether now or sometime in the future, what? why are the retreats just one of the most amazing highlights that kids just keep coming back to us every year, even after they've graduated? And the comment they always give is, that was such a good experience. What is it about it that the retreat delivers that we can, you know, just give a little glimpse for those who are about to join us at the end of this term? Retreat is just that. It's a time to retreat a time to reflect on our progress. It gives the students an opportunity to mend relationships uh, without giving away too much, but also to just really appreciate and celebrate those things that they have achieved so far in their academic journey and in their holistic life in general. Not only does it strengthen their spirituality, but it also strengthens their relationship together as a cohort and they really get to understand and see their teachers in a different light where they can really strengthen and build those bonds with their teachers. And so obviously with the culmination uh, ending with the Year 12 retreat and coming into that last year with Year 12, what we find is that throughout all the years students have an amazing opportunity to really develop their spirituality along a continuum as a journey. And one of the things that we're really focused on across all three schools is embedding amazing K-12 initiatives, each reflected in the school according to the context of the school. And one of those that we recently had, um, and Natalie, I'd love to share with you how it was received in the School of Pathways, was the I Forgive initiative. So the I Forgive initiative, um, obviously, uh, we, we heard from Louisa earlier on how that was received in the foundations year, but talk to us a little bit about how that was taken and made manifest in the School of Pathways. So in the School of Pathways, the I Forgive week was marked by a short liturgy in our classes, in our classroom space in year 9 to 12, and then the students were surveyed and also ran the initiative where they went around the school surveying other people, staff and students, what forgiveness means to them, as well as asking them the question around why forgiveness is important. And so what they did was collate these into a movie which was presented at one of our assemblies and that was really well received. It was really uh, a way that brought our schools together, this theme of forgiveness, especially tying it into our 
Lenten season here at our Catholic Which is the season that we're currently in. Natalie, thank you so much for your time. That's right. Uh, there was a lot there. Me. And, you know, when I when I hear you and I work with you, I can definitely see that the the passion that you bring to the role is certainly lived in word and deed. And it makes um, seeing your role come alive amongst the uh, staff that we have and the students that, that we have. And we're Thanks very blessed to have you here um, you. at St John the 23rd. So um, thank you for your time. And uh, to everyone else out there listening in, we look forward to joining you real soon at our upcoming podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us for our first episode of Mission on the Mic for 2022. We hope we provided you with a snapshot of the mission and faith formation happening within our vibrant college community. As always, keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram for regular updates and remember to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for all of our releases. Until next time, thanks again for listening to the CLC Media Podcast.